Aloha, and welcome to SUP FM, the podcast for stand-up paddleboarders everywhere. So with no further ado, let's get out on the water and on with the show. Here are your hosts, Nick and Simon. Aloha, everyone. Aloha, Nick. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? Um, I promised I wouldn't say aloha, but your guy is just incredible. I know. I know. He's, uh, he's fantastic. What's his name? Uh, Phil. <laughs> 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 yeah, had to think. Had to think. Is it really Phil? <laughs> it is. It is really Phil. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a big announcer in LA, apparently. So, who have we got today? We're we going to the Caribbean, I hear. Yeah, episode three. Uh, we're talking to Dave of... Rotan Pedal Sports. Um, so, he runs a SUP school out in Honduras. Honduras is absolutely fantastic, certainly from seeing all the pictures. It looks like paradise, and I'd be very surprised if he doesn't spend at least a proportion of his day lying in, uh, in a hammock and drinking pina coladas. Absolutely, and it's sad that you'll have to that you wouldn't be able to join us because of technical difficulties. But uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Absolutely, let's get straight to it. Hi, Dave. It's uh, great to connect with you all the way from the Caribbean, and welcome to SUP FM podcast. What's it like down there in the Honduras? Well, thanks, uh, thanks for having me, Nick. Uh, well, it's pretty nice today in Honduras. We got a, a beautiful sunny day, it's about eighty-five degrees, and uh, the water is flat and warm. That's lovely. I tell you, what, really, I think everybody is it like that every single day. Yeah, it's pretty much like that every single day, Nick. Yeah, we get about yeah. three hundred days a year where it's like that, and uh, the other days there's the water's a little bit rougher, a little wind or something. But uh, every day's a nice day in Rotan, Nick. Well, that's exactly what they say about us. I'm here in Portugal, and we they say that we have three hundred days of sunshine a year. Today is not one of them, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But what's it like? Uh, what's it like the island itself? I mean, how does it fit into the Caribbean? Okay, well, uh, listen. Uh, as far as the island goes, it's a part of a chain of islands off the north coast of Honduras, about 35 miles away from uh, the mainland. And uh, we have a Caribbean culture out here, Nick. There's a, a group of about six islands that six islands and maybe a hundred plus keys that uh, comprise the Bay Islands of Honduras. We're on Roatan which is the largest and sort of the most organized of these islands. Um, it's a uh, tourist destination that's accessed from North America through Miami, Atlanta, Georgia, Houston, Texas, Dallas, and uh, Toronto, Canada. And uh, we, we have a lot of guests that come from Central America, South America, Europe, and uh, obviously North America through the air and also on cruise lines. And we get at this time of year, we get about... 12 to 15 cruise ships a week, and uh, we have one today. Wow, that's great. So you can't really stick around on this podcast long because you've got to go work, huh? <laughs> well, uh, we've got uh, my, my Rotan Paddle Sports is made up of, uh, it's a family business, Nick, and so my wife and stepdaughter are out on the beach getting ready for our cruise ship guests that are just arriving right now, so it's no problem. Ah, oh, excellent. Um, but it sounds like quite an interesting island. It's a long, thin island, as I gather. What about eighty kilometers or eighty miles long? I'm not sure which. Yeah, and, it's and... about it's it's thirty five miles, so it's around a little over fifty kilometers long, and uh, at the widest, it's approximately 
maybe two miles wide at the widest, but it's mountainous. So uh, we have a distinct east-west sort of sides of the island with these little ridge of mountains that run through it. They're jungle mountains, so we have uh, diverse uh, ecology going on here with uh, the beach scene, but on just a few hundred yards off the beach, it goes into heavy canopy jungle. So it's uh, it's a kind of a pretty pretty interesting place. Sounds fantastic. And and what attracted you to um, to West Bay? And is it West Bay where you are? We are in West Bay, which is uh, the number one tourist destination on the island. It's comprised of a about a, a mile of uh, white, just powder, white sand, crystal blue, green water, beautiful beach, but mostly it's hotels and resorts with a few expatriates that are living in this area. And so it's not really a town, it's just more of a destination resort area. Right, so it was a, it was a perfect choice for you to set up your paddle. Is it a paddle board business or do you do other kinds of, um, no, other kinds of water sports? We're straight paddleboard business. We have uh, we have two locations. We have one here in West Bay, and then one in West End, which is a, a is a town about a mile away down the beach. And uh, and we just are in the process of building a new paddle center there for our cruise ship excursions. Oh, fantastic! So the boats, the cruise line has come straight into West Bay. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that must be amazing. So, um, but what attracted you to setting up a business in, in Honduras in, in the first place? I mean, obviously, you, you're probably from the States, right? Well, I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And okay, uh, sorry. I came down, I came to Roatan in 2009 to uh, look at a business opportunity. I, I'm in the oil business in Canada, and I was looking for some something a little warmer to do in the wintertime. And I uh, came here to initially to, to look at a brewery that was for sale on the island, and uh, I spent uh, about two days realized, before I realized that that wasn't a very good idea and that beer only costs a dollar <laughs> as, as it is now. So uh, I wasn't going to be adding any value to the beer and drinking business here at all. So that wasn't, I didn't pan out. But as, as it works out in life, I met a girl and uh, fell in love with a Honduran girl and uh, changed my life around and it came to be with her. Ah, oh, sounds fantastic. So yeah. love brought you to the Honduras. <laughs> That's what got me in the door. And then <clears throat> as time went by, uh, my uh, little stepdaughter, who at the time was about 21 years old uh, and didn't have a job. And, of course, we are in the third world here, so things are pretty tough for the local population. Um, their education level is a little low and uh, not a lot of opportunities, and especially for women. It's very difficult for women here to uh, get ahead and sort of a uh, you wanna, um, it's kind of a Latin world and uh, men seem to have a lot of the jobs that you'd see women involved in in Canada. So we were thinking of something we could do to get her active and uh, get her off her, off her, you know, on her feet. And uh, the paddleboard thing had sort of popped up. We had bought a paddleboard and, and just decided, well, we we're out playing with it one day and uh, my and, and Delaney came down to the beach to see what we were doing. And she jumped on the paddleboard and paddled away like nothing had ever happened. And, uh, and he's like, wow, he, you, she was quite good at it immediately. And uh, I thought, well, maybe I'll buy some boards and uh, this will give me some reason to get off the bar stool in the afternoon. And, and she could run the boards and I'd help her. And, and that's how we started. And that was uh, about a little more than five years ago now, five and a half years ago. Okay. 
Right. So, um, I mean, it sounds like an absolute amazing situation. I, I just see some of your photographs. It's just idyllic. But surely there are quite a few challenges uh, working in such a, in a fairly remote place. Like you said, it's, it's difficult with a different culture. So what, what are the challenges that you find and you encountered when you were starting up the business? Well, that's uh, it's a few challenges, you're right. Um, initially, it was accessing the product. The product uh, paddle boards and paddles themselves uh, are not locally available, and uh, we have to uh, bring everything in from the state, which isn't that hard to do, but uh, time involved and money uh, just to get it through customs and kind of get them all down here. So we have 32 boards currently, and... Uh, so we, we started, that was probably the first thing was to get them in here, get them through Hunger and Customs. The second thing was sort of to introduce the sport to the area. It was, uh, we were the first paddleboard business in West Bay at, uh, at the time and, uh, nobody really knew much about paddling. They'd maybe seen it somewhere. A lot of people had not tried it yet. And so we spent the first three years teaching people how to paddle, how to get up on a board, get them started. And we're seeing now in the last couple of years, a lot more people that have boards at home, that have paddled in other destinations, that have are bringing that skill with them. And now they just need the board and a little local knowledge to stay off the reef. Right. It's pretty similar here in Portugal, because at the moment, I think we're probably where you were three years ago, where a lot of people don't know how to paddle, they haven't even heard of it. And they see this thing and they think, wow, let's try that. So what what do you do when everybody has learned how to paddle and, and you've got experienced paddlers? Do you take them on special tours or, or what's what's your approach? Okay, well, we have a few different options. What we can do is, uh, and what we do do is we rent boards by the hour, the day, the week to uh, tourists who, uh, some who have ex, you know expertise in paddling. So if they want to go on a tour, we can set something up and we do, we do little excursions where we'll put the boards in a boat and we'll go off to other keys, the other end of the island, different bays, um, et cetera, to sort of uh, take them on a, on a private excursion. We also, uh, we also, we judge everybody before we, we cut them loose. We have a lot of people who tell us they know what they're doing. And yeah. it turns out they really don't. So we just uh, kind of make sure they do know what they're doing. And if that's the case, when, what we'll do is we'll just point out the reef to them. We have a little guide, a little map, basically, that uh, sort of points out where the reef, uh, Roatan is surrounded by uh, the uh, Mesoamerican Reef, the second largest barrier reef in the world. And it's very close to shore in several places, and I mean within five meters of shore. So... Uh, we we want to make sure they understand where the reef is and respect that. On the inside of the reef, the water is flat, calm, and, and clear. And on the outside of the reef, it's the ocean and just dark and the deep blue. So we like to make sure everyone understands where the reef is, what the currents are, and uh, and where and where they where and where they can't go uh, for their paddle. So give them a little information, and then we cut them loose. If they're sure, beginners. We, we, if we give them a, a lesson that's included in our rental, we give them a shore lesson, and then we will go out with them personally and uh, instruct them. Now, we notice that in most cases, people pick it up fairly quickly, and within 15, 20 minutes, they feel very comfortable. And at that point, we'll let them just go off and paddle on their own. 
Great. This reef sounds exciting. Is it uh, protected at all by any legislation or can anybody just go out to the reef? Well, uh, the reef has uh, local protection through the Roatan Marine Park, which uh, administers um, the reef as far as uh, law enforcement goes. Now, saying that, we're in the third world, and law enforcement here is uh, you know, uh, not exactly, uh, not to say Canadian standards, at least. Yeah. And so uh, there is quite a bit of poaching that goes on here. A lot of this poaching is... Uh, just driven by hunger and uh, the locals who, you know, have to eat and they know where the conch are or if they want to go get a fish or something, they, they just do it. So education is, uh, has been in the forefront of the Marine Park and they're trying to uh, allow, you know, let these people understand that the reef is bringing tourists to these islands and we want to do everything we can to protect that reef. Great, yeah, because I mean, with it being the second largest barrier reef in the world, that's what's that's the true. best. The, the the Great Barrier Reef in Australia is probably the, the largest, I guess. That's true, and uh, the beauty of this here, Nick, is literally the reef touches the beach in in West Bay, and then extends out to maybe uh, about 400 yards from shore, uh, you know, 300 meters from shore, all the way around the island. So. On one side of the reef is 2,000 feet deep, and the other side is 40 feet sandy bottom. So it's a diver's paradise as far as being able to access these dive sites within literally minutes of getting in the boat. And uh, sometimes it's easier just to swim to the dive site than it is to even get into the boat. Um, it's, sure. that it's that close to shore. So. Okay. And uh, the stand-up paddle industry in, in Roatan, I suppose there's not, not much going on apart from you guys. Are there, are there any other schools and, or competitions or events on the island? Okay. We haven't had any events as of yet. There's been some talk in conjunction with a, uh, a third party that's uh, running an event called Extreme Roatan. In fact, Extreme Roatan is going to be happening April 4th, and it's a obstacle course through the jungle that's... Uh, um, following in that footprint of extreme events, so they would. There's been some some talk of adding a paddling component to that for their next event. Um, there are some. Uh, most of our business, Nick, is coming from cruise ships. We receive all these cruise ships every week through the winter months, and uh, and we'll have certain days where we'll have up to you know 15,000 people come off these cruise ships. Uh, quite a few of them come to our beach. And so a lot of our SUP uh, business is in the introduction of paddleboarding to these cruisers. Um, okay. So that's kind of what our bread and butter is. So we have a, a, a solid following of hotel guests as well, people that return to Rotan year after year for the winter months, snowbirds, if you will. And mm. uh, so we see quite a bit of that. It's a perfect activity out here for Sure. Uh, enjoying the water in the morning time when you go paddling, if we go at 7 in the morning, <clears throat> we're going to see rays, eagle rays, uh, we'll see turtles, several several large species of fish. Um, as the day goes on, those, those uh, critters tend to commute outside the reef somewhat to get away from all the people, but in the late afternoon they return. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome activity. Women especially gives them a reason to get off the beach and a lot of ladies you know they're very good at this immediately so i, I yeah. tell them it's a it's a water sport they can do without getting their hair wet 
Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Exactly. Um, so I was also wondering what, um, with all these cruise liners coming in, is it fairly cyclical? Do you have a season or is it all year round? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a season for the cruise ships that basically run from early November till the end of April. And in those, in those months, we'll be getting 40 to 50 cruise ships a month. And then after uh, the beginning of May, essentially when the American school system is uh, letting out, so things will start to die down as they go on summer holidays. And uh, we do receive cruise ships all year round, but it'll die out in the summertime too, where we only get three to five a week. And... Uh, and a different kind of client as well, a cruise client with less families and more seniors. But the weather's still the same all the all year round. <laughs> the weather is we're in summer right now, and summer started about three weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it, we have summer, and then we have summer that has a little bit of rain in it. So <laughs> from <laughs> it's perfect. From, as long as there are no from, hurricanes. Yeah, and hurricanes. This is a we've been lucky here. I, one of the things I did before I moved here was to check the historical hurricane maps. And uh, this island really doesn't receive too many hurricanes. They they start, they grow from here, but they they seem to go north of us and into the Yucatan Peninsula or south of us and onto the mainland of Honduras and Nicaragua. Looks like you conveniently tucked away, um, you know, in the, in the sort of ranch shadow of the continent, if it were, as it were. The, the weather here, Nick, yeah. I just have to say, has been quite a few places around the world. This, the weather here is absolutely outstanding. Every day is basically the same. We're looking at... Dave. Nick. Awfully sorry, I ran out of money in the Skype credit thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Yeah. <laughs> so... I had to go and uh, had to go and recharge it, so we're yeah. back in business. Okay. I just got one more one more question, really. Then you can go and paddleboard. Oh man, I wish I was there. It sounds so amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so Dave, thanks very much. It's been fantastic talking to you. But before I let you go, I'd just love to know what a typical day in the life of Rotan paddleboards is like. Well, Nick, uh, we we live on the beach, so uh, basically it starts at about six in the morning with the sun coming up and uh, we look out the window literally at the beach and decide, you know, what the day's going to do. So usually that means we go straight out uh, for breakfast quickly and then head down to the beach and set up our little stand, which is located in, on West Bay beach in front of uh, hotel La Serena. And we set up our stand, put our boards out and our little stand has a hammock in it. And uh, as soon as everything is, out we jump in the hammock and wait for people to show up which uh, they seem to come every day so it, it's not a long wait it sounds like an absolute dream yeah, we, 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 we do that and uh, we stay on the beach usually till about 4 30 to 5 o'clock depending on what they what's going on and uh, and that's kind of that's a day and we do that every day that it's nice which from well, right now we've been since February 22nd was the last day that we had a little bit of a rain and uh, it'll stay like that until probably September 15th, roughly. And, uh, you know, it's it's just the way we live. I think you've got us all salivating on the end of our computers here, listening to you talking about this incredible paradise. 
So, yeah. and it's pretty accessible from northern, um, from North America, right? As you said earlier, with all those yes, different yeah. places. We so. have d direct flights from North America daily, and uh, from the southern destination cities: Houston, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, and then also all winter long from Toronto and Montreal, Canada. Um, there is a European flight that uh, flies from Milan, Italy, to Roatan. That's a seasonal seasonal through the summer months and we get a lot of Italians uh, that come on that plane and uh, so those are the main ways to get to Roatan but uh, you can get to Honduras uh, we have ferries to the mainland a couple times a day and a lot of people come on a ferry as well so okay know. and I've got to ask you this so you have you ever paddled those 35 miles to the mainland 35 miles and I haven't done it yet I've been thinking about trying it uh, it's pretty serious uh, <laughs> It's a pretty serious challenge, although I do have a friend who paddled halfway there to another island called Utila, which is 18 miles uh, open water, and uh, he did that in about eight hours. Wow, sounds like a good trip. But, yeah. Uh, open Ocean is a, a different story. Adventure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This weekend, we're actually doing a 32-kilometer trip down uh, one of our rivers, which is not as intense, but it's, uh, it's going to be great fun. Well, listen, I want to just add... So uh, this a little bit now we we do strictly stand up paddling. There is a large and a vibrant kayak community here as well, and uh, falls into the sort of the paddling realm. And uh, around the islands, of course, kayaking is very popular. But uh, on the mainland, there is a world class river straight across from us on the or where the ferry lands on the mainland, and it's a city called Laseba. The river's called the Rio Canarajal, and it's a class five whitewater kayak rapids and, uh, you know, is a world-class kayak destination. So we were over there last weekend to try it out and uh, kind of get an idea what's going on on the mountain over there, and it's it's an amazing experience as well. Well, grade five's intense, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, and this river is just spectacular coming down mm. There's large mountains on the coast, and they are 10,000-foot mountains inside a national park. It's called Pico Benito National Park, and this river is, um, it reminds me a lot of uh, Canadian mountain rivers, although the water is warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah because I'm, sure so I'm sure up in Canada fantastic. you're just getting snowmelt. Yeah, yeah right. it's a fantastic jungle river experience, so... For any paddlers that happen to listen to this, uh, there's more than just stand-up. There's, there's also kayaks. So, you know, we've got quite a bit of paddling opportunity here in Honduras. Excellent. Thanks, Dave. So where can we find you on the Internet? Okay, well, our, uh, our current only Internet uh, presence is on Facebook and Roatan Paddle Sports on Facebook. And we'd appreciate anybody who came and checked our page out. And we will be having a a dot com address very shortly as uh, it's time for us to kind of move into the 21st century here. We're a little bit behind, but that's that's being on the island, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, I hope all goes well and, and good luck with that. And it's been fantastic talking to you. So thanks very much for coming on, Dave. Really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks for the time, Nick. And again, I appreciate any kind of support. And, uh, and we love paddling. So uh, we invite everybody come and visit us in Roatan and uh, I include you Nick we'll leave a light on for you I've got a hammock with your name on it I'm looking forward to that wow <laughs>
Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Dave. Thank you for listening to SUP FM, the number one podcast for stand-up paddlers wherever you are. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. Until then, we'll 